Hello, everybody, and welcome to another installment of Finally Girl, a horror movie podcast. I am your host, Michael Richter, and I've seen a lot of horror movies. And I'm your other host, Eliza Farrell, and I've seen one or two, and now maybe three. Maybe, well, more than three now, I guess. Uh, I yeah, know. I've seen a handful. <laughs> I've seen a handful. How are you doing today, Mike? Uh, well, I just had a spicy dog. <laughs> <laughs> asshole is on fire <laughs> my roommate made me try this ghost pepper hot sauce so do you uh, remember the brand i don't no. know it's in the fridge oh god i don't i don't want to try it you, we you tried like the spicier stuff than i right? love spicy stuff i did the one chip challenge about a the month pocky ago one chip challenge the pocky one chip challenge a month ago i didn't even eat the whole chip and i was dead for like three days so i'm i'm a little uh, i'm cooling on <laughs> on the spicy food for a little bit okay <laughs> oh so today's episode we're uh going to be discussing halloween kills the second film from david gordon green's halloween trilogy are you excited oh excited is not the right word (laughs) so we just watched it last night this is my first time watching it and actually i've been waiting for this episode to tell you (laughs) i didn't know this movie existed oh yeah it just came out last year i didn't know that it existed i thought it was just like halloween 2018 that was just like a little like oh this is it (laughs) yeah i kind of i I think um i mean we'll see how i feel after ends but i kind of wish it did end (laughs) yeah that would have been a nice ending kind of reminds me of the ending of uh halloween 2 everyone's always Mm -hmm. trying to set michael myers on fire He's like, nope, can't burn me. So yeah, give me some background on um Halloween Kills if you would like to. I don't want to, but I'm. Not- <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to at all. So <laughs> this is the this is gonna be the most negative episode so far. It seems like I was wondering because uh, uh, my roommate asked me yesterday if we've done an episode where we've really ragged on a movie yet and i said no not really i mean as you would have listened to in halloween 2018 we weren't whole we weren't totally positive and you weren't a huge fan of halloween 2 1981's halloween 2 i also wasn't a big fan of the night of the living dead well for the most part i guess i was i think we were mostly positive of that besides of judith o'day's character uh yeah I don't know how I can forget her character's name when there's an iconic line tied to it. <laughs> but yeah, this is the first one that's probably going to be mostly negative. So I'm not looking forward to that at all. Well, I am. I mean, I've, I'm, I'm kind of, I guess it's going to be exercising the demons today, fi- finally. I so felt- it's going to feel cathartic, I think, by the end of it. I thought this movie was better than Halloween 2018. <laughs> <laughs> I really did. What? Yeah, I didn't have all the teeny bopper moments that the first one had. The teeny bopper moments. Are you a thousand years old? <laughs> I guess so. But I didn't have all that stupid dance stuff, the teenage love drama, the CW drama of it all. That wasn't in this movie. I, I liked it better than the first one. Yeah, but it's basically... I mean, we, it we sucked. Don't, we don't have... The, okay, so we don't get much of the... We don't get any babysitter or teenage that's true so well r.i.p vicky we get it gets replaced by this mob i hated that 
okay. subplot. Let's just go into the background. Yeah, let's just go into the background and then we'll discuss it because I've got a lot of things to say. Uh, okay. <laughs> when Halloween 2018 was originally plotted out, David Dordan Green, Danny McBride, they worked along with Jeff Fradley, who we didn't mention in the last episode. He was also a part of the writing team for Halloween 2018. When they plotted it out, they realized that they had enough material for two movies. But from what I've read, it seems like a lot of that material was going to be Halloween ends. It seems like Blumhouse was like, well, let's milk this as much as we can and we'll make it a trilogy. It sure doesn't feel like a complete movie, Halloween Kills. I'm not surprised. I was not surprised when I read that. But when they plotted it out, they didn't make a second movie yet because they wanted to see how well Talent 2018 would do. And of course, it would end up being a big success. And so we're like, all right, we can move on. We can tell more of this story. Well, another, another interesting point is that Jeff Radley, well, apparently he worked with McBride and Gordon Green to like plot out more than just Halloween, but he's only credited for Halloween 2018. Uh, he's not credited in this movie. They actually brought in Scott Teams to work on the screenplay. His only other feature film credits besides Halloween Kills or Firestarter, which came out this year in 20, 2022, and The Quarry. He's also known for his work on Rectify, which is critically acclaimed, but I've never seen it. But I've heard good things. Nick Castle is credited again as a shape. I didn't know that. He doesn't appear in a single frame in the theatrical cut of this movie. I wonder if he gets royalties or anything for it. If he's credited in it. I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure he got paid for his, The one scene he was supposed to be in got cut from. Oh, okay. I see. And then James Jude Courtney, again, as the shape, does most of the work here. Does almost all the work here, except for in 1978. Aaron Arms strong played michael in 19 in the 1978 scenes i didn't even realize that it was a different person a different body that's wild i guess because the scenes i don't know they weren't that fast because you do see him walking when hawkins is looking at him mm-hmm. i don't know i guess i just didn't he, even think i, about I it. think he looks a lot stiffer definitely i think yeah. you can definitely tell a difference between the way court i mean courtney plays i mean mike was pretty stiff in general but i feel like aaron armstrong is like he's really stiff i, I as opposed to courtney who seems to have a swiftness to him a more yeah. of a swiftness to him for like a 65 year old man yeah six, 61 to 61. be exact oh okay we're <laughs> <laughs> Accuracy. I'm just good at math. He was 21 in 78, and this is supposed to be 2018 still. Yeah, so you're same right. night. <laughs> yeah, I'm so stupid. I should have known that. <laughs> no, <laughs> um, anyway, it's not that. It's not no, a matter no. of stupidity. Uh, it's a matter of stupidly being stupidly accurate over here. Oh, fast math, aren't you? All right, so. <laughs> I need to crack open a cold one. That's <laughs> not a beer. A cold one of what? Tell, tell the, tell the V8 listeners. V8 energy. V8 energy. You got to get your source of fruits and veggies in somehow. Yeah, because I sure as hell won't eat them the uh, traditional way. <laughs> Do you know why they took three years to make this movie? Well, so this was filmed in 2019. I was going to say... It was supposed to come out... It was supposed to come out in... 2019 and then the pandemic but the pandemic didn't really hit until well, no it was supposed to come, sorry no i'm i'm getting my my dates mixed up it was supposed to come out in 2020 
when this came out, Halloween Ends was supposed to come out. Halloween Ends was supposed to come out in 2021. Then they delayed it by a whole year because they wanted people to go out to the theaters and see it. Even though they dropped it same day and date on Peacock. And they're doing the same thing for this movie. Do you think people are still going to go to the theaters to see Halloween Ends with Peacock having it available to stream the same day? So if we look at the Halloween Kills box office, Halloween Kills made $49 million opening weekend. Compare that to Halloween 2018, it made $76 million the opening weekend. Wow, so almost half. I don't want to say almost half. But $49 million for Halloween Kills, $76 mil for Halloween. So about $25 million less. $27 million. Fast math. <laughs> It ended up making 100, Halloween Kills ended up making 131 million worldwide. Halloween 2018 made 159 million. It still made a lot of money. I'm sure this one's going to make somewhere in the 30 to 40 million range on opening weekend and get, if it doesn't get close, if it doesn't make 100 million worldwide, it's going to get very close to it. It's still going to make, I'm sure Halloween Ends is still going to make a lot of money. So it doesn't seem like Peacock made a real, made a big dent into the box office at all. Because I don't think anybody fucking has Peacock (laughs) besides people who, I have Peacock because I get it for free and then like for some reason your sister has it. (laughs) I love Peacock. I've been watching Parenthood over again, and it's just as fantastic as the first six times I yeah, watched it. I think it. the only people who have Peacock are like 50-year-olds. That's not telling. true. <laughs> you know what? Those Office Superfan episodes are so good, and I'm glad I have it, so fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the beginning of the movie, immediately we're like, we get to see Cameron allison's little boyfriend and he's trying to call oscar which r.i.p oscar we love you we're so sorry you got your uh i'm not that sorry (laughs) i'm not sorry at all your mouth just actually that was probably one of the best kills of that movie so uh actually we're pretty glad that you got your mouth probably was the best kill in that movie yeah and then cameron sees hawkins on the ground and I'm like certain Hawkins is going to be dead. Yeah, I thought Hawkins was when I when I first watched Halloween 2018, I was like, OK, he's dead. He got stabbed in the, the, the neck. neck. Yeah, he's done. He's done. I didn't think we'd ever see him again. But he's, I didn't think he'd become such an integral part to this trilogy. He really I mean, they just made up this insane role for him. Very yeah, important. Become, role. He becomes like the love interest. But anyway, Hawkins is not dead. <laughs> He tells Cameron he needs to die. And he's like, and I'm the one who's going to get him. And then we cut to 1978 and we get Hawkins seeing Michael Myers for the first time. And he has like this this partner. Oh, yeah. We go to 1978 and I. Oh, I like the flashbacks. Oh, God. This is this is really what color it, it when I first saw it, this is what colored the whole movie for me. I knew I, really and over I I felt a sense of dread overcome me as soon as I saw like that 1978 title card. Backtrack a little bit before this movie came out, like the whole script like leaked online. And, oh wow! And I had read some of the the things that were going to happen. Like I knew Karen was going to die. I knew that Dr. Loomis was going to come back and I didn't know. I don't know and what. I was like, when I, first, I even when I, when I heard that, I was like, this is, there's no way they're going to pull this off. CGI and then, Loomis. <laughs> it's actually not CGI Loomis. We'll get there. What? Okay. Yeah, yeah, we'll get there. I saw, and I had to see this movie. I shouldn't say I had to, but 
I had to see this movie twice on opening weekend. That Thursday account, because now movies come out on Thursday nights, really. They don't really come out on Friday. There's usually always like a Thursday 7 o'clock showing for mm-hmm. any, op- new any, release. any new release. I saw that with two co-workers at the time who were big Halloween fans. And then I had to see it with my with my like normal friend friend group who goes to see movies on that Friday or Saturday, one of the days I can't remember. So I had to sit through this twice. I had to. <laughs> the first time I saw it, and I can remember sitting there, and the title card comes up like Halloween. It says Haddonfield nineteen seventy eight or Halloween nineteen seventy eight. Doesn't really something matter. like that. Yeah. Doesn't really matter. But when it comes up, I I remember. Sinking into my chair and just feel this overwhelming sense of dread overcame me because I'm like, this is going to be so bad. I just had a terrible feeling. And then it turned out to be way worse than I even imagined it to be. What? My first complaint, and I couldn't articulate it when I first saw it, but when we watched it just last night, I finally like put my finger on it. Like I always felt like it's just... I was like, I don't know, there's something weird about Michael or, and now it's just like, it's the way it's shot just does not feel like ni- like 1978 at all. It's too clean. Like, I don't, like, they should have done something. To age it? Yeah, I don't know, maybe maybe shoot it in film. I mean, you don't necessarily have to shoot it on film. That would have, I think that would certainly have helped. But something to make it not, uh, the way it's, the lighting's terrible. Mm-hmm. Like, Michael, we see too much of him. I feel like the mask almost... The mask stands out way too much. I thought the same thing. Like, when I first saw it, when I first saw it, I thought the mask was CG. Because I'm like, why does it stand out so much? I even wrote about the mask. I was like, the mask seems, like, really weird. <laughs> really, think, really think, different. And, I, and, like, no, that, that that's all practical. Like, that's that's a real mask. The way it's shot and everything just feels so clean, so touched up, and I hate that. I hate it. It doesn't feel like 1978 at all. Yeah, I mean, okay. So you know how you always are like, we're going to beat the realism out of you. This is kind of where a point where I'm like, did they need to do that? Did like, did they need to put it on film? Did they need to have it look like it's 1978 in a 2021 movie? Because it's 1978. I, I see that's why uh, that's yeah. the one good thing that, like X did where it actually feels like it's it like did. the seventies. Yeah. The way it's shot, the way it's lit, everything feels it and that I mean, I think there's an overall problem in I, I don't know in in movies now where it seems like people forgot how to fucking light a goddamn movie. I know everything's so fucking and I know people get sick of me saying I'm watching it like it's so I can't even tell what the fuck's going on. Everything's so dark now. Nobody I it's like people forgot basic lighting techniques. I don't mm-hmm. know what I think it's going back to what you're saying is like we have to make it look as realistic as possible. It's a fucking movie. It doesn't have to look fucking realistic. Yeah. It can, I Take me out of my world for a second. I want to be engrossed in a different world. I don't want it to look... Oh, it's so frustrating. <laughs> um, okay. So, I, I, I mean, I, I, not that I loved 
the movie at all. I, I kind of li- I liked the cutbacks to 1978. I thought they were interesting. Anyway, Hawkins uh, it goes after Michael as he sees him walking around a, a building and he then shoots and misses. Yeah, Hawkins was not a good shot at all. Which we see later on. He's just, he is no aim. Anyway. Well, we also saw he, he was no, he's no good at, in his older, in his current age. Oh, yeah, that's Because he true. Missed, him, missed Michael and uh, Vicky on um, the little kid's house. I can't even remember his name. Uh, Julian. Yeah, the annoying neighbor kid. The asshole neighborhood. <laughs> I love Julian. I stand by my opinion about Julian. I think I, he's th- awesome. He's the one. That, uh, we should have had more Julian in this movie. Give us th- no, Julian. I don't. I kid will probably go on and do something, something good, but. Let's keep him out of Halloween. He did. He did his part. He was yeah. fine. I think, he'll I think do a lot good of next. a lot of people can't stand him in that first movie. I thought I, he was I good. like I like him, but I understand because there's a little too much comedy. Yeah, annoying I agree. Cringe comedy. Um, and then we get a good song. Okay, so I immediately, when we cut to the kids trick or treating in 1970, um, 78, we have Lonnie, and they were saying, Lonnie, Lonnie, weird and scrawny. He has bad dreams and cries to his mommy or whatever it was. I was so excited because in Halloween 2018, we didn't get any good songs. <laughs> Like in Halloween, we get Oh Paul, <laughs> and then in Halloween too, we have the Amazing Grace come sit on my face, and now we get Lonnie, Lonnie, weird and scrawny. I was so excited that just made my that made the whole movie for me was the Lonnie, Lonnie, weird and scrawny. Kids are geniuses. I mean, I will I will give you that. That is the best part. Of <laughs> 1978. That that's that's the best part. That's the only good part. <laughs> And that's <laughs> not what I mean. <laughs> oh, oh, I thought you meant from the original movie. But no, yeah, from, from the scenes. From this, Halloween from kills, those yeah. scenes, yeah. <laughs> um, then the cop, like, I don't know if that was Hawkins. I think it was just no, a different cop. it was cop. just a different cop. He, like, comes up to them in the car and was like, go inside. And the kids are like, why? And the cop is like, three teenagers were just murdered. I'm like, those kids are 10 years old. What are you telling kids that these three teenagers were just murdered down the street? Because well, the kids were being brats, that's why. Yeah, I guess it was 1978, so things were different. I can't imagine in 2022, well, actually, I, I don't like cops anyway, so I, I wouldn't be surprised whatever they say. Then Michael, we see Lonnie see Michael for the first time. Yeah, well, yeah, Lonnie runs away, and they tell him, don't get murdered, Lonnie. <laughs> don't get murdered, Lonnie. And kids like, I saw the boogeyman. Lonnie, see, he trips and falls, and he's scared. Did you? I don't know if you caught. I did. Like, I'm sorry for tripping Tommy Doyle. Tripping and bullying Tommy Doyle. Yep. That was, you know, that that. Uh. I'm glad that they like they they took things from the first movie, and I felt like they did it right. I don't know. I know you don't really like the cutbacks to 1978, but I, I thought they did a good job. I just. I thought I don't continuity see. wise it was pretty good. Yeah, so then we cut to the Myers house, Hawkins and I guess his partner, different cop. Pete, Pete that's his name, okay, Pete, played um by who Jim grew Cummings. up played by Jim Cummings. Young Hawkins is played by uh is Thomas Mann. But we find out that this guy Pete grew up with Michael Myers. He, they knew each other as kids. Um, when he was six years old, his mom used to make him go over to the Myers house to play with Michael, and he was like, "Michael would just stare out the window." I like yeah, how they, they. So this is where it starts. The this is where they start making Michael into like this. Well, we don't myth, even hear mythical, this story. Yet. Almost like a myth. Well, this is where they start me. Where uh, it's like he kills and then he goes home. That's what 
Michael is. Yeah, he kills, he creeps, and then he goes home. Yep, so in the Myers house, they see the dead dog on the ground, which I liked, again, the continuity, and I was hoping that they would have the dog. They go up to Judith's room, and the window is broken, like, from whatever that was that hit that window, and yeah, I think it was yeah. in the first movie. Yeah, in 78, yeah. Yeah, no, the Myers house looks almost like, like a identical as you yeah. can get it which is you know that that's all great um and then we get a good jump scare which i don't think i had very good jump scares in the first movie and i thought this movie had at least three pretty good jump scares i don't know maybe i'm lying but i'm pretty sure there were three and i wrote them all down so we'll I mean, get to them i'm week. so you've seen this movie well no it's not well yeah i have but i've I'm not scared at all. I'm not, there's no sense of dread. There's no sense of... It was just like a... What? <laughs> like a pop out. Like I didn't expect him to pop out like he did. Unless you set up the mood and there's some kind of sense of dread and terror. Like I don't feel... I don't feel scared at all. Like even like when we first see Michael, like there's nothing like... Oh, fuck. Sh- that, 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 that's fucking Michael Myers in 1978. Yeah. There's no, it's not. It's yeah, because this scary. is also like he jumps out of the closet in Judith's room and gets on like towards, you know, like jumps towards Pete, who's standing by the window. And that's when we see the, the original Michael Myers mask. And I'm like, whoa. Supposed to be the original mask. We see his eyes way too much. Did you think? Yeah. I, it was so fast. I didn't even. Well, I guess he does stare at Hawkins when he has the gun and he's strangling Pete. I mean, like, it's, it's not a lot of it, but it's like, even if there's a couple seconds, I'm, I'm seeing his eyes too Usually much. I notice these little things and I was not. I did there's not notice so that. much crap going on in this movie and we're trying to yeah. write notes and it's hard to keep up with it. There uh, is a lot going on and in it's this not, movie. It got not me a in little a good way. It's anxious. Like, it's like the same thing. It's like the same problem that Halloween 2018 has, but even more magnified. I agree. A lot of junk. Like, you know how you said in the first, the 1978 Halloween, there's no fat in that movie. There's mm-hmm. a lot of fat in this movie. Yeah. Like you could have cut off a lot of that. Michael strangles Pete and then Hawkins like shoots him in the neck by yeah, he accident. mistakenly shoots Pete in, in the neck. Mm-hmm, trying to shoot Michael. So you, I mean, you had no idea this movie came out. So you had no idea how it was talked about in like the, like when mm-hmm. Jamie Lee Curtis and David Gordon Greed did interviews coming out to this being released. It was talked about like this movie's making great social commentary like with the mob mentality stuff mm-hmm. and like likening it to the looting. Black Lives Matter movement. I was thinking about like the and of looting course, and stuff and like then that. And of course there's the, the now like infamous meme that even like Jamie Lee Curtis has acknowledged of her saying trauma, trauma, trauma. 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 PTSD. Trauma. Generational trauma. 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 <laughs> Rage and trauma. Rage and trauma. PTSD. PTSD. Trauma. Post-traumatic stress. Female trauma. Family trauma. Generational trauma. Family trauma. You know, generational trauma. To a degree, it kind of takes on, like, you know, this town has PTSD. <laughs> like, I, I think the phrase, like, 40 years later is uttered. Every, At least uh, it feels like times. It feels like it's almost every, in every scene. Somebody's like, hey, you remember 40 years ago when he did this? I, I was know. like, you guys! And, and we're... <laughs> 
Like, move on. Tommy gets up and recounts the night, like 1978, the 1978 murders, and most of the crowd is like, "Oh, oh, wow, that happened." I know. And then, uh, and then they all want to go kill Michael. Yeah. And now all of a sudden they're like, "Wait a minute, yeah, forty, you've been terrorizing this town for forty. Years. We're gonna get you. You've left a mark on this town for forty years." Uh, right after the cop getting killed, right after Pete gets killed, we see Loomis and we hear Loomis's voice. Whoever this the is, fuck played uh, Loomis's voice in this movie. He sounds like he's Australian. He sounds so ridiculous. He doesn't even sound like Loomis at all. And so you said it's not CGI. So who? They like they got a guy who looks quite a bit like him and they, they did the makeup did and, the makeup yeah. and it made him look as much I as thought, like Donald Pleasance as possible. I thought it was pretty accurate the way he looked, but the way he sounded was shit. I absolutely, I, ta- I cringed. And I hated the dialogue. It just, it's such a cheap imitation. Ah, oh, stay back. The evil is here. Did, did, he come, did Michael kill again? Did Michael kill again? Tell me. <laughs> I was like, what? Oh God. This is why, 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 why do we need him in this? Why? We didn't. They could have just used sound bites from the original movie. I hate this. This is another. Yeah. But then Michael comes out of the Myers house and this scene reminded me of the first movie when he comes yeah, out. There's a lot of, there's a lot of this in this movie, in this movie where it's like, Hey, remember that scene? Remember yeah. how much better that scene was than yeah. this fucking scene? That's how it feels every goddamn time. But he comes out and he, it reminded me of when he was six years old and he comes out in the clown costume and his parents pull up and surround this him. This is so, such a lame, lame ending to the 1978 chapter yeah. for Michael. He gets captured by police. This is how it ends. Like any, like this is the best thing you can come up with. If you're going to, if you're going to go back and do this retconning of how that night in 1978 ended for him. Give us a fucking better ending than him getting captured by police. Yeah. You know what? I didn't even connect that. I didn't even connect that that's, you know, how he went back to Smith's Grove. That's it. That's for, and then for 40 years, he's just hanging out in Smith's Grove, waiting, waiting. And, and, you know, I mean, going, before we move on from Loomis, it's such a spit in the face to Donald Pleasance, I feel like. It's like they knew, they felt like we have to have Loomis in our in our trilogy somehow. If it's going to be Halloween, we got to bring back Loomis in some shape or form. And I feel like people would say, like, they rebuttal that, like, well, I mean, in Rob Zombie's Halloween, they, you know, they recast Loomis. Well, that's a remake, and then this is supposed to be... A like, continuation. Well, th- like, this is the new canon. This is the new timeline for Halloween. And, like, yeah. let it lie. Let it lie. Then we go into the uh, usual introduction, or uh, not introduction, what should I call it? The, uh... Uh, seek the, the beginning sequence with the the jack-o'-lantern but i like this one a lot actually um it has like a jack-o'-lantern and then it has like blood coming from its eyes which i thought was pretty sweet and then there was like multiple jack-o'-lanterns and they were all being set on fire i yeah, thought that was t- fun the title sequence is good title sequence thank you that's the name for it and then we go to the bar on halloween night in 2018 we see little lonnie and tommy doyle and i freaked out and marion and Lindsay wall marion and Lindsay, but i don't care about them right now tommy doyle is played by my man anthony michael hall who 
like he did a good job i thought yeah he i mean he's giving the absolute worst fucking myth- well i don't know about yeah that. okay you I, know I'm he a didn't write hyperbably. the script he didn't write the script but god <laughs> is he he i mean he he looks so good he he did he did he did a great job with, with what with, he had you know, with the, the hand he was dealt i thought he was fantastic and i was super excited that it was anthony michael hall um obviously that's not who played Tommy doyle yeah, you 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 originally uh, you got it right away that was anthony michael hall i did i i I know, I know, I know my Anthony. And then, so Lonnie Elam's played by Robert Longstreet, um, great character actor. He's in a lot of Mike Flanagan stuff. I thought he did really well too. Uh, I love every time he's in a movie. Uh, he's always great. Love I, him. I don't think I've ever seen him in a movie before, but I liked him. Liked him better than his son in the movie, Cameron. <laughs> um, which that was a twist. I thought for me, I was like, wait, Cameron's Lonnie Elam's son. It's Cameron Elam. <laughs> well, they mention it in Halloween. They mention it in Halloween 2018. I'm, I must have just like so when totally it, 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 missed I mean, that. It's mentioned so briefly. It's the this dinner scene. Okay, yeah. Out out to eat. Yeah, when Lori comes. Allison, Karen's husband, Ray, says, I used to be friends with your dad, Lonnie. And oh, we did like, and that's it. They did drugs together. And then he mentions that in this movie, too. Yeah. Well, not Ray, but Lonnie mentions Lonnie, that. yeah, yeah. I totally missed that. And, or I didn't just, I just probably didn't connect that it was Lonnie Elon. Yeah. Who, yeah. who made it past the sixth grade <laughs> or whatever grade well, I, Lori I said she wasn't, he wasn't going to make it past. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> That's what I wrote in here. I said, Lonnie Elon made it past the sixth grade. <laughs> well, I don't know. I guess we don't know for sure. Maybe he did drop. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he did. He may have. But then yeah, Tommy Doyle does his whole, uh, <laughs> speech about um yeah, halloween 1978 and which is like this is it, it's fine it, it's like I, it's not the worst no i thought it was weird though um i i even wrote this is this is weird it's interesting to have him just kind of like i don't know who knows who who tommy doyle is now you know after that happened to him as a 10 year old kid it just seemed really weird for him to just get on stage and i guess this is they they do this every year it seems like yeah it's a yearly because the bartender mentions that exactly to the, to the husband and wife yeah, nurse the, the and, hunky doctor and the sexy nurse as they're credited as in halloween 2018 no you see them you remember we see them briefly in the street when when michael's walking down the street in halloween 2018 that's them getting in the car i guess they're going to the, to bar. the bar to mix bar or whatever it's called yeah tommy's little monologue on stage is uh well i don't want to say weird um it feels a lot i don't we i don't know this movie does i feel like the movie this movie says the same thing every every scene and then Tommy has this monologue at the beginning, towards the beginning of the movie, and then Lori kind of has the same similar they, monologue at the end, voiceover. They definitely like, reuse the script. I felt like they just kind of copied and pasted throughout the whole script. And then they just, you know, it, it's you just know, change it, the actor. It's the me. It's the meme. Like, oh, here, here's copy off. Here's my homework. Just change some few. Change a few words here. Yeah, just change the character's name. Who says it? That's how it felt to me too. And it was like, yeah, just change, change some adjectives. <laughs> but yeah, then we see. Lindsay and Marianne. Lindsay, who is played again by Kyle Richards. Which I thought was pretty cool. 
Yeah, no, I mean, like, it, it's cool, but it, it's like, that. that's it. Like, yeah, okay, she's here, that's cool. And she's not in a lot of the movie, but I did think the scenes that she was in was pretty good, like the ones... Marion's back, too. Was that there. the original Marion? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She looked old. Well, I mean... It's, 40, been, 40, it's been 40 years, as we How could you forget? I, it's been 40 I'm years. so sorry. <laughs> she's played again by Nancy Stevens. Okay. This is the, uh, what, this, what she was in... One and two, she was in Halloween H2O, the other <laughs> reboot of this series with Jamie Lee Curtis. That was from like the 90s, yeah. But then Tommy Doyle ends his speech with, the boogeyman's coming for me. We will never succumb to fear. This is for you, Lori. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh man, Tommy. And so supposedly if he does this every year, <laughs> well, I guess he probably. I guess I guess he probably. I, well, they get together every year. I guess he doesn't get up on stage and. I, mean, I, I yeah. I mean, I guess this is a big anniversary. Forty years. Yeah. So maybe on the thirty ninth year, he didn't get on stage. He just <laughs> they would just still drink. You know, I don't know. Um, but then we see Lori, Karen, and Allison in the back of the truck that that took them away from the house um, after she set it on fire. Yep, in the last movie. And she sees fire trucks go by and Lori's like, no, let it burn, let it burn. And then we go to Lori's house. The firefighters are all there. Um, One of the firefighters kind of falls through the base or falls through the first floor into the basement Mm -hmm. and um, his oxygen oxygen gets um compromised and then all of a sudden we see michael pull up that garage door that had like behind it was where Lori kept her guns i think and that's where michael was hidden behind i guess from the fire but then he takes the firefighter's pickaxe i thought this was a pretty good kill yeah he ba- ba- bashing his head in and then another firefighter yells for his friend and is like, take my hand, take my hand. And then Michael comes out of the flames and like pulls him down, I guess, and, and yeah. kills him. And then I don't understand how he came out of the basement, but I guess he's the he just, shape. He just climbed out of there. Yeah, but the stairs weren't there. Well, he climbed out of the hole. How did he get up? Uh, he's the shape. He does whatever he wants. I guess that is a good Michael Myers move. He just kind of gets out of a situation somehow. And then we have the best shot of the movie of him standing in the doorway holding the... He he looked like a badass <laughs> in this scene with the flames going up behind him. Mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty cool. He also looked big. Mm-hmm. It felt like he was bigger than than life which i think he's supposed to be but throughout the whole oh, other, well, rest I mean, of the movie how, how can we, how can, i mean he is cause but in the whole rest of the times <laughs> in the whole rest of the movie he seemed so you know yeah that's michael myers killing people then we cut to the hospital well Lori's. before we move on my biggest complaint with this scene is that it doesn't feel like Michael Myers at all. Michael Myers doesn't like go into a crowd of people and kill, you know, kill, I think they said 11 firefighters yeah. get killed, first responders. Have. And it, feels, it feels more like a, like a, like Jason Voorhees to me, which you've never seen no. in Friday the 13th movie, but it feels, it does not feel like Michael Myers whatsoever. It happens a couple times in this movie where he takes on a full mob. Yeah, yeah. I guess twice in this movie. Yeah, twice. I do agree with that. It, it is kind of weird that he takes on that many people where I think at most he took on Michael two people at a time. Michael is supposed to... He's stealthy. 
Yeah. The, for lack of a better term. He likes he, the stalking. Yeah, he stalks his prey and he strikes when they're alone. Yeah. It would make more sense had he just left the house. Yeah, like he just, yeah, he got he out got the through back the back door, door or something, yeah. I agree. I didn't even think about that, but it would have made more sense. But anyway, yeah, we cut to Lori being brought into the hospital and we see Sheriff Brackett. Is that the original Sheriff Brackett? Yes, that is Charles Cyphers again. He is old as dirt. That man was old. Yeah, let me tell you, they really, that poor man, they just, I mean, I'm sure he, I I mean, I hope, I know I'm sure he got a good paycheck from this, but they really dug him out of the grave for nothing. (laughs) Sorry, Anna. (laughs) No offense. (laughs) Yeah, they should have just left it at that one part where he was like, Lori Strode? (laughs) That should have been... Why was he hanging out at the hospital, too? He was, like, behind the camera at the hospital. See, this is, like... A lot of like bringing back these legacy characters. It felt so much like an MCU movie. It feels like oh my god, MCU has. I mean, mean, it has. It's infected cinema, and it surely uh, you can see the symptoms here. It was Stanley showing up in a Captain America movie. That's how it felt. It's just like when you watch like something like captain america civil war where it just feels like oh yeah there's spider-man and ant-man oh yeah it's just like it's just one of those hey look it's it's them remember them and i, I oh i'm so sick of it i'm just so i'm so tired <laughs> but then we cut to a house near Lori's, i guess so this would have made more sense had they just like if the, if michael had just gone from Lori's house from the fire just ignore all the firefighters outside of there just pretend like he never walked out of the house to the firefighters and he just showed up at the house next door to Lori's with the couple that was playing with the little like drone robot thing mm-hmm. that would have made way more sense and would have been way more michael myers yeah. i think i really like the kills in this one in this one scene i thought it was pretty cool and i like the guy who yeah, was I like think this is the best kill of the movie when he yeah. incapacitates the wife presumably the wife and you can see he makes her watch yep and repeatedly stat uses multiple knives it looked to me like to he was trying to see which knife he wanted to take with him and he was like hmm let me try each knife and then like the last one he like d- stabbed him and then he was like this one <laughs> he basically was like just picking out his knife yeah, while his yeah, w- was cool. the wife was watching but i do like the part where like the i guess the husband was like there's a big man in our bathroom with a monster mask on <laughs> like, yeah that that's michael myers well, and see this if this I, is 40 years later don't they know what the michael myers mask looks like by now yeah. even if it is a little bit singed it still looks like Michael Myers. And they live yeah. next door to Lori Strode. How do they not know what the Michael Myers I don't know if they, they live down the street, it seems like. Well, but still. Anyway, my biggest problem with this is I hate the, the little jokes. It just doesn't... It takes... Yeah. It takes... This, 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 it takes... I uh, enjoy a good line. out of it. I agree, but you don't think, oh, Paul. No, that's... I can fu- no longer song. Because it's not... It's not like Annie, like, took a second... Like, she saw Michael and was like, can you get a load of this guy? <laughs> Man, he's wearing a monster mask. <laughs> that's true. He didn't... Like, it's not that... Like, when you're... <laughs> when you're taking the piss out of yeah. your... Of the monster of the movie, it... It, it kind of... It makes him not seem as scary. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. 
But I think that's also, it, it, it kind of shows how time has progressed because now in 2022, like not like in 1978, we didn't get to see, uh, there weren't all these different movies. The humor was different back then as well. So now that they kind of are adapting to the times, this is, I mean, if I, if there was a big monster man in my bathroom, I would have said the same shit. But I also yeah, but, make light but, of things, and I guess I don't know. I see we're going we're going back to the realism. the realism of it, Eliza. This is not real life. <laughs> Michael Myers doesn't exist. You're right. You're. I mean, you're completely right. You're completely right. I'm just justifying it for them. cut to the bar we have Lonnie getting a call from Cameron and that's when I'm like Cameron's his son (laughs) (laughs) and then he tells him he's with Hawkins so then everyone gets notifications on their phone and then the news is pulled up on the TV in the bar and we find out that there's these two inmates from Smith's Grove I get I, I don't want to call them inmates, but I guess they were called inmates in the movie. I guess you could say patients. Yeah, patients that they haven't found from the bus crash. Mm-hmm. So they didn't even mention that in the first movie, that there was another person that escaped. So I guess Michael didn't kill everyone in that bus crash. Well, there were if you I people were wandering around. Remember? Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. So I guess he just he wandered a little bit further than everybody else. Um, but we do see the faces of the people that are that weren't accounted for in the oh, background. They, they blur them out, yeah. And we see Michael Myers, like the real Michael Myers face in the background. But nobody knows what he looks like. I can't believe they would think this little chubby man later on was supposed oh to be Michael God. Myers. I yeah, thought that was the, so stupid. Yeah, they thought that like a Dan, like a, a guy Danny with, DeVito, like, Danny DeVito man. body. Like he looks like the freaking penguin. He's the he does, and he's got like. I, I, there's just no way this man was Michael Myers. I, I thought it was ridiculous that they would even think that. Anyway, Julian was on the news in that news clip talking about Vicky from the last movie getting stabbed. Um, so cute. He's a, he's adorable. The man and the woman. So the nurse. What was it? The sexy nurse and the hunky doctor. They're like, oh, that's our street. That's the asshole kid from our neighborhood. And so they're like, let's go home. And so they go home, or they well, go like, they go to his car. Yeah, she tries to start the car. Well, he's like, oh, I forgot my stethoscope. Okay, so I noticed that the car was foggy before and she even you, got in it. And, and like, obviously, they're trying to call back to, to Annie. Annie. It's another one where it's like, remember that? Do you fucking remember it? <laughs> For God's sakes, do you remember it? Jesus. It's like they try, like they treat you like a fucking idiot in this movie. I hate yeah. it. I'm like, do you fucking remember it? They like grab, they're like, oh my God, it's so yeah. annoying. Well, a lot of people don't we watch so- Halloween like 45 times I know, a year. I, well, okay. First of all, I know. I know that it's for a general, it it plays for a general audience. And yeah. I know a lot of people are probably, there's probably a ton of people that went and saw Halloween Kills and didn't even see Halloween 2018 or maybe even never seen a Halloween movie before. Sure, a lot of people do that. But we even get flashbacks in this movie of the same goddamn movie we've been watching. Yeah. It's like, what the, like, are we, like, are our attention spans this terrible? I have ADHD, for Christ's sakes, and my attention span is not this fucking bad. 
But anyway, uh, Michael's in the back of the car, obviously, and so the woman runs back out and into the bar and tells everyone that Michael Myers is in the car. And then someone's like, Tommy Doyle's gonna fuck him up because he grabs like the bat called like the Huckleberry. Old Huckleberry. <laughs> Good God. I, I can just, I, I, I just imagined and like, <laughs> I imagined my head just like, like Danny McBride just writing this out and just having a good laugh like oh yeah the bold oh yeah this old bastard behind the bar is gonna have a bat and it's gonna be called something silly like old Huckleberry (laughs) (laughs) I can can picture that and old Huckleberry makes it till the end of the movie Anyway, Michael plays Figaro, Figaro on the radio or on the well car not, radio. You know, the Umbrella Man does. Oh yeah, it wasn't Michael Myers. We find out. I forgot. We see like um, so he crashes. Obviously, the mob gets to the to the car. No one's in it, but there's blood in the car. So, well, I guess the bus crashed, so the patient would have gotten hurt from the crash. Could get cra- kind of been hurt by that crash too. That's true. He had like a cut on his head, but um, then we see the guy with the with the what is that hairstyle when they're bald but then they have long hair in the back a skullet a skullet <laughs> god it's so bad that's scarier than the michael myers mask to me uh, <laughs> but uh so he's standing in the background obviously it was him that did it and then we go back to the michael myers house in 2018 and i thought it looked so cute i thought the couple little john and big john were amazing and they really decorated that house super well oh god i loved the paint job inside it looked fantastic um but he had a really cool turntable in the study i thought these two make me want to die. I loved them. I was so it's sad. Not, not not so much the act. The actors are great. Yeah, who played Little John? So, do you remember that Little John's actually the bigger one? And yeah, Big John's the smaller. Oh, one? Oh, I remember. I don't know who Big John was, but the Little John guy I knew from other stuff. Little John's played by Michael McDonald. What's he from? What would I know him from? You would probably. He's been in some melissa mccarthy movies which is probably what you would know him from like spy he was yeah Mm -hmm. i he does mostly comedic roles yeah i really like him he was in happy time murders that puppet i never watched that (laughs) that looks we're gonna have to do a movie we're gonna have to do an episode on that he was he was in the (laughs) boss the ghostbusters remake from 2016 yeah whatever the hell you want to call it he does a lot of one-offs in in TV series, okay. he's a good he's a good character actor. He's in the I Heat. Like him. He was in the Heat. Ah, oh, the Heat. That's exactly the one I'm thinking of. He plays. Oh, he plays one of the drug dealers in the Heat. What a good time! It's been a while. I mean, I remember we watched that the movie, when we but I can't. First met. Yeah. So the guy's getting high. Big John. He's getting high upstairs, listening to a cool Halloween song about stirring up potions and big black hats. Getting high. He's so cool. They hear a doorbell. It's like kids pranking them, saying that a kid like swallowed a razor blade from a candy bar they got at their house. There's like three kids, and one of them like slams the door behind them and like steals the candy that they had in their house and like runs out. And then Big John's like, "Do you have any idea?" whose house this was this isn't like oh god why is this here why do i care and the the razor blade and the candy what is that hard it, it, it's a reference to halloween too 
Oh shoot! I totally forgot about that with the kid rolling up to the to the hospital. You know, a movie that doesn't exist. The movie that doesn't exist in this. Uh, Even though we see timeline. A- flashback of halloween too oh yeah i have that written down officer hawkins is rushed into the hospital and then we see dead bodies on the table and we see that sartain is there we see his flaccid penis a little bit i don't know if you noticed that i know i'm just like I why, why do i care that why, why are we looking at him i don't i don't care <laughs> also We're why I, I say this later on when we see oscar but why is the morgue or all the dead bodies or whatever why is it so easily accessible and why are there windows all around it so people can just see it while they're going into the hospital <laughs> what the fuck that's I insane i know all. you don't care but that is just insane Anyway, officer wants to ask Allison a few questions. And Allison's like, I was always told I couldn't talk about Michael. I felt like it was my mother's biggest fear that my, that grandma was right and the boogeyman was real. And the officer asks how Michael knew how to find Lori. And she said that Dr. Sartain brought him. It was his obsession, not Michael's. Like everyone, Lori's so obsessed with Michael being obsessed with her. Well... This is what, I mean, I I like it that they made the point to tell the officers, tell Karen or the, she told, I told Al, told, I guess they told both of them. They told both of them that Michael was still. They made a point to be like, no, like he wasn't after Lori Sartain brought him there. Well, Allison was the one who said that. Yeah. Well, okay. Allison, no, Allison is the one who said that. Yeah. Because Allison was with them with, with Sartain and Michael. I like that she makes the a point to to say that she does because she seems like the only one who's smart enough to be like uh, why is everyone thinking that he's coming for lori he's not he was just trying to go home then cameron tells alice and they're getting they're gonna get michael myers like tommy doyle's making all these groups up and and they're all going to go hunt for michael myers Allison like leaves her knife, I guess, that she had used to stab Michael earlier in like the in Halloween 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, she wraps it in like the T-shirt that she wore and just like put it near Lori and was like, this is here for you when you need it. Cut to Tommy and Lonnie outside the hospital. Allison joins them for the hunt for Michael. And they're like, he's haunted the town for 40 years. So that's what now... 11 times we've mentioned the 40 years mm. thing like you said well i mean to be fair at this point i think we're just ramping up with the 40 years later stuff but yeah it oh my gosh i it's just like i we know we know i i feel like we know yeah i feel like even the the, the dumbest people in the audience know at this point i knew <laughs> um <laughs> marianne and is in the car with like i think Lindsay and the hunky doctor sexy nurse couple and marion's like no one took loomis seriously he knew a killer when he saw one i did like this part like n- you're right yeah no one took loomis seriously in the first one but it's like i don't know we're just we're not exploring new territory yeah we heard it we know we know we know hmm. i don't like uh, okay marion i don't care I like Marion. I, um, I mean, like, I like the like, uh, the performances are all good. It's just like the material they give them is like we. Uh, yeah. Who the hell care? Like, I don't care. This is not interesting. This is not anything new.
so Lindsay, Marianne, nurse, doctor, driving around. They see kids all alone at the park. It ends up being the kids that pranked the Myers house earlier. Uh, and this is where you get another reference to a, a movie that well, I guess it could exist because it's a reference to Halloween 3. Oh, is it? The masks they wear are, they they appear in Halloween 3. And I won't um, get, go into it too much because we'll get to that movie at a different date. Oh, okay. I didn't know that, obviously. They were like, oh, this this creepy man keeps trying to play hide and seek with us. And she's like, what? Yeah, this is another one where it's just like, we're just taking, taking the piss out of the monster. Yeah. Honestly, that makes sense for kids nowadays. I feel like kids around like 12 years old would be like, this dude thinks he's so sly. Like, I haven't watched Dateline before. <laughs> What kid is going to say I haven't watched Dateline before? No kid today is going to say I haven't watched Dateline. I would have said that. Yeah, well, you're... The, the, <laughs> no kid would ever say that. And then they see Michael Myers having, like, the head of... I guess it was one of the kids, because it was just the two kids that were playing in the park. So I guess it was, like, he beheaded one of the kids, because it still had the mask on his face. Michael rolls up to the car... Marianne looks into the rearview mirror and sees Michael standing there. And immediately I'm like, oh, Marianne <laughs> or Marianne, however you say your name, Marianne, yeah. Marianne, you know, Michael's history with you inside of a car, like get away from the windows. But he does the same kind of thing with her like he did last time. He like punches through the passenger window and mm -hmm. gets her. Another one where it's like, hey, you, you, you remember rem that? <laughs> Yeah, we, we fucking remember. Good God, do I... Oh, my God. See, okay. We need to beat out the realism of me, but we also need to, like, remember that this is a nostalgic movie. This is supposed to be people, like, people who have saw the 1978 movie maybe once or twice in their childhood, yeah, don't and to, now they're 50 years old. We don't need to old. be reminded of that movie every other scene. No, not every other scene, but still, I get it. I get it, because... Like when the Gilmore Girls had their reboot and they like made nods to the original series, I got really excited every single time. See that that's why if we're gonna do if we're gonna do a little aside about reboots, I or revivals. Yeah, revival, I guess. Then I mean the terms are used so interchangeably. It's like who the fuck, whatever, whatever the fuck you want to call it anymore. I still think the best way to do a revival is. We need a new fucking story. We don't need people doing the same old shit. And I think the best example of that is Twin Peaks The Return, <laughs> where it becomes an entirely different animal. Marion keeps shooting. I'm like, dude, you're going to run out of bullets. Then she runs out of bullets. She's like, this is for Dr. Loomis. And she tries to shoot and she has nothing. He stabs her multiple times. Dr. Husband pulls stethoscope around his neck. But obviously I'm like, you can't kill Michael Myers trying to choke him yeah, out. This is like the that. one little bit I like from, from here. Michael's just like, are you serious? <laughs> he like turns to him and is like, you're trying to choke me right now? And he just stabs him in the eye. Which had a really cool noise. I wrote that. I'm like, ooh, the sounds of him stabbing him in the eye was pretty insane. I really liked it. 
The nurse wife starts shooting at the car and Michael swings open the door, causing her wrist to like turn and shoot herself in the head. Yeah, I mean, I, okay, that, that that's the I think that's the funniest part. <laughs> no, not it was just good. It was so good. It was, that seemed like Michael Myers, too. But he I wouldn't be taking I'd... on three people at a time. Yeah, yeah. But whatever. I think the reason, another reason why, and they kind of explain this later on, that he takes on multiple people at a time, is he says, someone says this, that he kills and he gets stronger every time he kills. Yeah, what the, um, what the hell is, uh... Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, Lindsay made like a brick weapon with a, like a candy bag that one of the kids left. She like pulls like bricks and rocks and puts them all in this like little like pillowcase it looks like swings it around to try and hit michael like the candy sacks exactly the candy sack (laughs) which is probably a pillowcase which yeah that's smart and she runs to like a lake or a pond kind of thing that was by the playground and i guess she hid like underneath the bridge by a tree by a tree because like later on she like runs out from underneath the bridge so i don't know michael doesn't find her she stayed really quiet I was like, yay, Lindsay didn't die. So back at the hospital, Karen sees a note that Allison left saying evil can't win or whatever, oh blah, blah, blah. I love you. Oh, my God. Who, why, who would, ever, what person would ever fucking write that? <laughs> evil can't win. She's 17 years old. Uh, nobody's gonna. Oh, no. my God. Karen sees the bloody shirt that Allison wrapped the knife up in and she like throws it away in the bin and. They wheel in Hawkins into the room with Lori, Tommy, Lonnie, Cameron, and Allison finding Lindsay's car. Tommy says, Michael's here. So they start looking for all the people. I didn't realize that the bodies had been moved originally. I guess maybe Tommy said that or something like they're not here. They're not in the car. Well, the car is empty. Yeah, I think he says. Because but... he killed Marion and the husband guy in the car. But then we see that he moved. Michael Myers moved the bodies. And I was like, yes, finally some Michael Myers art. Yeah, we do get that. <laughs> we do get that. We get the husband and wife, nurse and doctor duo on like what are those called carousel carousel things and he put the masks that the kids were wearing on them Mm -hmm. and then marion is hanging from the swing set with a different mask on yeah so i thought that was pretty fun and then allison finds Lindsay. she's like he's still out there and she also said that he saw she saw his face which if they were gonna she pulled up his mask i know but if they were gonna mention that she saw his face then she should have been at the hospital later on to mention that that's not michael myers when uh the other smith's grove patient came then we because why did they even mob yeah but why did they even mention that she saw his face in the first place why even mention it, it, that? I think the point of him, her saying that is like, oh, it was terrifying. I saw his face. He just I looks looked like an old the, man. I looked into the eyes of the boogeyman. Oh, my God. Lorian Hawkins asking him if she... So this is when we get the, like, random weird story about hawkins and Lori hooking up at one point in time mm-hmm. yeah. and hawkins is like i knew you were sweet on ben tramer who ben tramer if we remember is the one who died in halloween 2 so ben tramer again oh my could you imagine a ben tramer if see that's the, i i would actually pop hardcore for ben tramer still up 
Halloween ends, I would be the one I'd be. I'd be so confused. <laughs> we've never, we've never seen Ben Tramer. Before. Ben Tramer turns out to be Karen's dad. Oh, uh, maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe that's what it. Maybe, maybe he is. I want to know what fucking Ben Tramer looks like. You're if, right if because they, we don't ever really see his face. I, no, we well, don't ever see I his think, face. Well, I think yeah, if they address the whole like father issue with like who's who's Karen's father, who's Allison's granddad, I, I hope that it's actually just a lot a line of like uh Lori be like oh ben left me years ago because i was you know i was so obsessed with michael wrapped up in my own problems yeah that'd be interesting but in my world ben tramer's dead and blown up but anyway she tells him they killed michael in the fire and obviously neither of them know that he's still alive yet um then still at the hospital oscar's mom runs in so we actually see a group of people freaking out like yeah how do i know if this person's dead how do i know if this person's safe they're all freaking out and this is when we get a sense of like there's a mob gonna happen they're not subtle about that at all oscar's mom comes in looking for oscar to be fair can you be subtle about a mob (laughs) you're right that's true as much as i hate this little subplot and then Tommy does another speech. He's like, the boogeyman is at large. This ends when Michael is dead. Evil dies tonight. And then there's a mutiny, right? Tommy tells Lori, 40 years ago, you protected me. I'm going to kill him tonight. And you know, the whole, and this is going back to some things we touched on in Halloween 2018, but when their chant, when they, the crowd breaks into the it, it, evil dies tonight chant, that would be so much cooler and effective if just if halloween 2 existed in this timeline because if he, he's uh, it's we're so still- weird to me that halloween 2 doesn't exist in this timeline i know i mentioned it in the last episode it just i feel like it would just if it, it would make more sense to me know, it was just like okay let's just say she he's coming after Lori and he's you know killing everything yeah in exactly. his path to get to her let's yeah. just, like let's just go with that then but they want they're trying to not bastardize the original but they're not they're not pulling it off because they want they don't want the they want this sense of mystique from the original of like why is he doing this there is no reason but after all these movies and just like there's it i don't know it would give it more of a purpose i agree i agree so Lori stabs herself with the needle when she finds out that Michael's still alive. She's like, I'm going to go put, after him. Yeah, I'm going to go after him. So she stabs herself with this needle that's supposed to be, have like painkillers or something in it. The way she stabs herself, I thought was so absolutely ridiculous. I love Jamie Lee Curtis. I'm no hate on Jamie Lee Curtis because I, I absolutely love her. But the way she does this scene makes her look so insane. And I know like maybe she was trying to do that with Lori, but no person who's stabbing themselves with a needle in the butt is going like this. An inhuman scream that she did. Ugh, I hated that. And then she grabs the knife from the bin, but like, how did she even know it was in there? Because she was supposed to supposedly asleep when Allison gave it to her. Back to the Myers house, and we get a knock on the back door very loudly. And little John's like, Halloween's over, kids. And so he goes back there, and no one's no one's out there. So then there's a knock on the front door. 
This seemed kind of like Michael a little bit to me because he kind of just is everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere and nowhere all at once. Mm -hmm. And Big John comes out with a golf club and he's like, wait, did you lock the back door? And I'm like, nope, he did not lock the back door because I saw when little John closed that door, I was like, why wouldn't you lock it? Someone knocked on your back door and then no one's there. My immediate thought is to lock it. That's why. Yeah. But even if I think it's kids, lock it. It's Halloween night. And you live in the Michael Myers house (laughs) on the 40th anniversary of the babysitter kills. Well, they don't. They don't know. It seems like they have no idea what's going on. Yeah, I guess so. But then they they start looking through the house. Big John grabs tiny like paring knife. <laughs> he's like, I got this knife. And then little John grabs this like big knife. And he's like, I got this knife. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, we get it. Little John's got the big knife. Big John's got the little knife. Big John is actually small. While little John is actually big. And he's got the little knife. And big John's got the and big John's got the, 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 the little knife. And little John's got the big knife. And everything's small. And everything's big. And everybody like, who that? Oh, my God. I thought it was cute. But yeah, then they hear steps upstairs. And I'm like, oh no, they're gonna die. But anyway, we go back to the hospital and then that other Smith's Grove patient walks in and it's like, help me, help me. People recognize him from TV being one of the two patients that were still unaccounted for from the Smith's Grove bus accident. And they're like, it's Michael. It has to be Michael. I don't even know if they necessarily r- recognize they do. from the... They do. They Because they, that's the only way. Because they showed those pic- the pictures of the two people that were missing. Remember? Yeah, but if don't they... they mention their names no they don't mention the names they do not mention the names on the newscast they just showed the pictures i think someone even said that's one of the guys that's missing that's got to be michael and i'm like michael myers wouldn't just show up without his mask and still in the smith grove uniform yeah but nobody nobody cares at this point nobody knows nobody has any idea most of those people have no idea what he looks like. and they're so wired up at this point that they'll believe anything that like a little kid could have walked in asking for help and they would have been like it's michael myers but then they the crowd starts chanting evil dies tonight evil dies tonight So the whole scene of them chasing this patient up the stairs, I was getting physically ill. Like I felt like I was getting very anxious and I'm like, I don't like this feeling at all. Not that it was like a scary kind of feeling for watching a scary movie or anything. It just felt like there was so much happening that I couldn't like I I, it just seemed absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, this is the worst scene. The worst it, it is worse than 1970. As bad as the 1978 shit is, this is even worse. Oh, way worse. It's not even comparable to me. I don't know what 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 is the commentary they're trying to make. Like, oh, mob mentality is bad. Thank yeah. you. I, I guess. Thank you. Yeah. Right. Why? Why is this in a Halloween? Movie? I don't understand what they were trying to do with that either. Ever since Blumhouse hit a home run with Get Out, I feel like they've tried to insert social commentary into their movies as much as possible and there's a time and place well get it and get out that made sense for that movie that's what that movie was about there's a lot of great horror that has wonderful social commentary our first episode night of the living dead yeah they did a fantastic job on that it this movie doesn't call for it it's supposed to be 
I don't know. Anyway, so we cut back to the Myers house and Big John enters the room that used to be Judith's. It's still a bedroom. And we see the va- a vanity still in the corner. I'm wondering if that was left there from the Myers like time of being there because I doubt anyone has lived in that house except for these guys. They probably bought it and fixed it up. So I'm wondering if that yeah, was it left like, over. Seem like those kind of jackasses that would fix houses. <laughs> Fixer upper shows. They, 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 two, they look like two guys that would host one of those shows. The characters. Not so much like. Char- I know I, I know what you mean. The characters would. I don't want so much like the actor. I shouldn't say they look like it. I would say the characters, the characters seem, seem like, like that. they'd be those kind of people that would host a jackass fixer upper show and make stupid little jokes about fixing up houses. I love fixer upper shows. Talk to, to yuppies about fixing up houses and. <laughs> to fix up an old house that like that's an old historic home michael myers lived there i would totally fix that house up anyway (laughs) we see the vanity in the corner where judas was like by the window i thought big john's death was kind of a jump scare too michael myers gets him in the armpit with a knife and then he puts his thumb to his eyes which is pretty good and kind of like crushes his skull he he gouges out his eyes yeah pop out oh yeah they do and then Michael stands by the window, staring yeah, out. He takes his pl- he takes his place. And John says, "Michael, you've come home." <laughs> oh god! And then obviously, a, in he a dies. movie with the worst, with some of the worst lines you've ever heard, this really might take the cake. And like, it's such a huge difference from i mean we just did the halloween 1978 episode a couple episodes before this and throughout that episode we talk about how great these lines are in the movie that there's some really great standout lines especially from loomis but all together there there are some great it makes it when loomis says it it makes it makes like he says lines like this like if evil dies tonight loomis wouldn't yeah he lead a lead a mob he wouldn't like if we no, in halloween two he wouldn't lead in a halloween two he wouldn't go to the mob and start going evil dies <laughs> no he'd be like stop you can't do this this is not how you would kill michael this is not how this is supposed to well, be done he, he wouldn't say any he would just say i have to do it myself anyway it's just when when you have lines like that it feels like it's going going back to halloween 2018 where it feels like the Hall- halloween 1978 movie feels like it exists in this timeline like people have seen the movie and they're like they're quoting it almost they're, they're, yeah. they're like they're crazy it, it feels so fan fictiony it's disgusting stop you had a knife in your stomach you and allison should not have to keep running evil dies tonight and then at the hospital Lori finds out that the mob is going after this other patient and she's like that's not him you fucking sheep it's not him i did like that and then oscar oscar's mom finds him in the morgue yeah i'm like who the hell cares i feel bad i don't i'm like why why, um, why, why how did this make the light how did, like what who the fuck cares yeah that could have just been out of it but still Oh, Lori says, it's finally happening. Michael's masterpiece. He wants the chaos. What do you think about that? Does he? <laughs> I, I, that's like one of my first yeah. thing. Like, does, does he? Like, what? 
I said, I, I mean, I, I feel like I'm a broken record over here, but like, who cares? Yeah. I don't like this. Like, what? Like, in between takes, like Jamie Lee Curtis, like, like, can we? Like, can you believe this fucking shit? To some, <laughs> like, this lines I'm, I'm fucking reading out here. over here. Yeah. I don't know, cause she's kind of. She seems like she's really into it. Yeah, she's. She seems like she's really drinking the Kool Aid, and, and I don't know unless she's like he's really putting on a a good face for the press but i I yeah i think she i think she is drinking the cool yeah and this is when we find out that hawkins could have let loomis kill michael that night in 1978 because i guess when michael walked out of the house and all the cops are standing around him loomis was about to shoot him and hawkins pulls his wrist up and um, has Loomis basically shoot in the air so that he can't kill Michael because he was like oh I saw a little boy someone's little boy in those eyes but you would have been like 20 years old is that really what you were thinking that that's someone's kid I don't I mean uh, it, it makes sense I don't really like I don't believe in the death penalty I wouldn't yeah I don't believe in the death penalty either but not because it's someone's kid but because I believe that they should rot in prison well, it's, I don't know, it's kind of the same, it's kind of... I feel like death is kind of like a... same coin. Yeah, I, I feel like death is kind of like, you're lucky if you die, because then you don't have to deal with the punishment. Cut to 1978, we have Hawkins outside, I guess after the whole ordeal with him not letting Loomis shoot Michael, and the other cop tells him that you should say, like, that Pete just kind of shot himself by accident. He was trying, he fumbled with the gun and shot himself, and I was like, that's insane and hawkins i I don't even like what what is the point of this i know i guess guess this is like commentary on 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 police now yeah i guess it is like police wrongdoings or whatever but anyway hawkins this is when hawkins says he's not after you laurie he talks about how the cop told him he wasn't looking at his reflection or he wasn't looking out the window he was looking in at his own reflection and then we cut to lonnie cameron and allison Lonnie says he kills, he creeps, then he goes home. And so they go to the Myers house and Lonnie's like, okay, I'm going to go in alone. And I'm like, oh, Lonnie's finally fulfilling his uh, task as a child where he told everyone he went into the Myers house, but he Mm -hmm. never did. I guess Lonnie's like, I got to be the big man now and go into the Myers house. They hear a gunshot. So Allison and Cameron come running in and we get another kind of I, I okay I was expecting more from Michael Myers in this scene because we hear the the turntable playing a different record now so Michael must have put on a different song and then so Michael put on well, Michael's like <laughs> I, and I, I think the record was still just playing. I don't know. No, because the record wasn't playing earlier. I don't know. It wasn't playing earlier when he killed the Johns. I don't think Michael put on a record. I think it was just keep uh, still playing. But there wasn't. They were downstairs watching TV. There was no record playing. Maybe they left it on. No, because when they went to go look for Michael, there was never any music playing in the background. Well, just because it wasn't playing in the background of the movie doesn't mean it was still not playing. Uh, I don't know. I think it was Michael who put it on. But anyway, I was expecting more hearing the music because I'm like, oh, Michael must have done a whole show upstairs with the bodies of the Johns. But then it was just lame. It was just them laying together on the floor well, in the study. he mirrored the photograph. Oh. Yeah, the photograph they, t- they it was on there. Like, <laughs> oh my god, I'm so dense. I did not even see that. But I think but the bodies were switched. So Big John was Little John and Little John was Big John and Big Big and Little John and Little Oh my god, I'm going to kill myself if I <laughs> ever have to talk about these two again. Oh. <laughs> 
I love you, Johns. So Cameron goes over to Judith's room. He doesn't see anybody in there. He starts walking towards the closet, which is another hint to the to the 1978 movie. And I guess a little bit of the last movie too, the 2018 one where he's hiding in the closet. Well, I guess in the last one, he's he just put Ray's body in there. But um, anyway, all of a sudden, Cameron feels blood dripping down from above him. He looks up and he sees Lonnie kind of stuffed into the attic crawl space. Then Michael Myers jumps out from the closet and Cameron tries to shoot him. Allison comes out and Michael has already stabbed Cameron. So Michael throws Allison down the stairs just like he did with Lori in the first movie. Yeah. She breaks her leg just like Lori did in the first movie. Injures her leg. I don't know if she broke. I don't Lori def- I don't think she broke anything. I think in the second movie they said she broke it. Did she? Uh, well, yeah. Well, the second one doesn't exist. Yeah, um, that's true. But I'm pretty sure in the- <laughs> I'm pretty sure in the second movie they say she broke it. I thought it was a pretty good kill with Cameron. It was, I mean, like, it was brutal, yeah. but, like, I... It yeah, was fun. It was fine. Anyways, Amron's like, or, um, Allison's like, come get me, motherfucker. And then we get, like, some cool music. I like the music right here. It was like the Halloween music, but different. And it must have been John Carpenter and his son. Yeah, Carpenter, Daniel Davies, and Cody Carpenter worked on the score again. Well, I thought that was a fun, upbeat kind of... <laughs> Halloweeny I don't movie even, music. I don't even remember it because I just I'm I'm like you were so I'm checking out at this really point. okay. So I like the music from this part. He goes to stab Allison, and Karen gets him with a pitchfork in the back and pulls the mask off. Immediately, I'm like, well, Karen's gonna die. <laughs> well, she's dead. She runs off, and um, he follows her while he's maskless. Uh, she drops the mask, kind of leading him into a trap, which I kind of didn't expect, actually. Not that I liked it, because I don't. It was very weird uh, with all the townspeople kind of rolling up on Michael, and Sheriff Brackett says, "Hey, Michael, it's Halloween. Everyone's entitled to one good scare." I, I really hope they paid Charles <laughs> handsomely for this, just for him to reiterate what he said in the first movie. <laughs> Almost word word for word. Word for word on that part, yeah. you know, everyone's entitled to one good scare. Like uh, once again, here we we're they're beating you over the head with the references. <laughs> so Michael dramatically puts his mask on, and you know, <sighs> they beat him to the ground. They beat him to the ground. Karen is still there. She stabs him in the back, and then goes to go be with her daughter. Oh, wow, well, we're getting a monologue from Lori. Ugh, Lori's saying, the more he kills, the more he succeeds. You can't defeat the it with a brute force. The more he transcends, that's what she says. It, literally so doing now, the same speech Tommy Doyle did at the beginning of the movie. Uh, very, yeah, very similar. It's like they're, they're creating this myth here, but it's also supposed to have been an established myth for 40 years. It's like, I don't know, it's eating your cake and, you know, having your cake and eating it too. It's so, it's so, so lame. It is lame. But then Karen, this is another lame scene is Karen goes out of the, the Myers house and she looks up at Judith's window and sees a six-year-old Michael Myers. And then she goes... Well, no. And then Tommy Doyle... 
Oh, yeah. So we go back to the yeah. mob. Michael starts killing everybody. He takes like the knife out of his back that Karen put in there and starts killing everybody, which I was like, yeah, well, you can't kill Michael Myers. We know that. We've seen it in 13 movies. But then Karen goes up to Judith's room now to see what Michael saw by looking out Judith's window. And then all of a sudden Michael's there and now he's killed Karen. Figured as much she was going to die. I mean, I thought she was safe for a minute, but then when he started killing everybody, I was like, well, so he must have gone through like the back door of the Myers house. And this is where we can go back to the beginning when he walks out of Lori's house and the the whole fire flames and stuff. Why didn't he just go through the back? It just doesn't make any sense. Doesn't feel like Michael Myers. You're right. So after Karen dies, this is the end of the movie. Yeah, that's it. And that's it. I felt like this movie was a lot bloodier. Yeah. Um, definitely felt weird. Felt like a weird movie. I liked it better than the first one, like I said. Well, what's weird? What do you mean by weird? You've you used the word weird a lot. Like, what do, you, what do you mean by weird? Just not... I guess what I mean is, like, it didn't feel like the Halloween movie. Yeah. It doesn't feel like It just... Halloween. It felt different and i don't know just not it feels like a run of the mill slasher it feels like you could drop this in into like the friday the 13th franchise yeah any of them so i guess now allison and laurie are the only ones to face off with michael and still survive well hawkins is still alive too i guess he's still in the hospital at this point and we got to see all of the kills besides lonnie elam's yeah so that was nice. He was right to never go into that house. Yeah. And then at the end of the credits, that song that comes on, that's like, I'm coming back for you, my friend, something. I was like, this is so just too on the nose. I felt like I liked Don't Fear the Reaper. Well, it's not in the credits. I know, but they could have played that. <laughs> so you hated the movie? No, I loved. Yes, I hated the movie. <laughs> You give it, what, a 1 out of 5? Yeah, 1 out of 5. I'll give it a 1.5 out of 5. <laughs> um, Lori is... She's in bed for most of the movie. She's an afterthought. The, it's really a Tommy Doyle movie. Yeah, I get, uh, it's... The mob justice subplot is unnecessary. Says a whole lot of nothing, or at least nothing interesting. Michael doesn't feel like Michael for a lot of this movie. Yeah. The, like, boogeyman myth-making they're doing is hokey. I agree. Any the final... screenplay is a joke. I... I mean, it should it probably... I mean, we haven't seen Halloween Ends yet, but it really feels like it... Yeah, this is... We go, we go absolutely nowhere in this movie. There's nothing. It's total retread. It's it's unnecessary. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening to our last few episodes. Uh, we're really excited to go on this journey. Now, if you're listening on either Spotify or Apple Podcasts, be sure to give us a five-star rating. And uh, as always, check back next week. And-, and check back next week for the conclusion of David Gordon Green's Halloween trilogy. I can't wait. Yay. Yay. <laughs>